0: Greetings garment gazers and uh, welcome to another episode of Garmology. In this week's podcast my guest is again Sean from Scotland and today's topic is irrational dislikes, clothing bugbears, just stuff we don't like and so this is where we get judgmental. Welcome Sean, how are you doing?
1: I'm fine Nick, welcome um, to you too. Um, I'm I'm fine, yeah, um, I think we've got things here that um annoy me a bit. Um things that shouldn't really annoy me but do but I'm not judging the people that wear these things or, or do these things. That's entirely up to them. I'm just talking from my own personal point of view. Um, and, and and I'm sure you have a few as well. Uh, things that you just go, mm, no, I don't think so. Some you might agree with, some you might not. I don't know.
0: Because these opinions aren't something that we actually walk around voicing you don't wander around town saying hey ugly trainers mate
1: no, or I, anything like that no because i live in glasgow then definitely not no um
0: <laughs> you'd be punched
1: <laughs> possibly possibly uh, but uh, no i mean it's it's, it's just these things that everyone's welcome to their own choices i'm no expert i'm not here to judge people um but i just things that i just can't get to grips with
0: I find that um, the things that annoy me the most aren't actually people I see out and about. It's more maybe a social media thing where people have mm. these made-up rules, uh, made-up sort of things that you sense that this is really, really important to them, but really it's totally meaningless. Mm-hmm. Like uh, old rules, like wearing not wearing brown shoes in town.
1: Yeah, yeah. That make no tangible sense in the 21st century you know or indeed the 20th century um that you know look i think we've discussed this before but there are some things that are rules because they kind of work so it's more of a guideline around yeah this will go with this or blah 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 but when, when it's like rules like that that have clearly come from a dim and distant past that people still cling to um these kind of outdated um tribal almost um oh you know if you if you, i'm going to exclude you if you don't wear this or, uh you know if you, if you don't fit in this way that you're somehow being judged on that that um you know when they're based on something completely irrational um and that's totally invalid these days then um i just don't i don't understand it yeah and you're absolutely right there's so much of that on um on social media you know um you know just again just there was a sort of discussion over sort of how to wash your denim you know i wash my denim in the washing machine you know um when they get dirty that's what i do you know that's kind of my rules so so like oh sean
0: you you must have it washed by a virgin by moonlight in a mountain spring
1: yeah ice ice cold spring water um, and then put them in the freezer for 14 days or something i don't know but you know the way i was brought up was you put them in a washing machine and uh, that's what the washing machine's for you know um along with the others but anyway i could, could have washed them in a bucket of lukewarm water but
0: uh I could, we won't go there today
1: i could have but I decided to have a chat with you instead so right
0: so sean what's first on your list today
1: okay um loafers now, not just any loafers. I mean loafers that look like ballet slippers. Um, generally um, very narrow um, with a tassel, possibly two tassels. Um, and I understand that, that, that it's sort of a, a hybrid shoe between a formal and an informal and you know they look very comfortable and I have a couple of pairs myself. But what I don't like is this italian style very slim line um dainty little loafer that looks like it makes your feet look two sizes smaller than they actually are um and especially when they're worn in winter with no socks so you'll have somebody Mm. wearing yeah you'll have somebody wearing and again on social media so you're wearing like wool overcoats scarves you know knitted stuff and then you look down and on top of all this bulk there's these Dainty little ballet slipper type um, shoes and, and and socks exposed and um, ankles exposed, you know, and it's um, it's it, it's bad enough in the summer, but I just like when you see it in the winter, you know, when you think of like the profile of what you wear in winter tends to be sort of chunkier and bigger and more substantial, and then you look down and it's just these little like almost like comical feet, you know, like little minute. Like as I say, I'm not <laughs> completely against loafers, but you know, they still need to, for me, have that English style of shoe, whether they're a little bit wider, a little bit more substantial, and they don't have these like non-existent, dainty soles. I just can't I can't get with it. I have other shoe dislikes which i can get on later um yeah we'll get on to that later yeah but uh, the thing
0: is, which bugs me about sockless during the winter is i just can't help thinking they're going to catch cold so apart it's, from it looking awful
1: so you yeah you there's a concern there there's like a, a paternal concern that you have isn't there
0: over, yeah um
1: over people getting cold feet you know um, I'm, I'm
0: very emphatic like that.
1: Yeah, no, no, it's, it's it's nice of you. It's a nice feature to have. But yeah. for me, I just think they look ridiculous. And I can I can sort of, you know, I've been guilty in, in the summer of, um, not that I get much of a summer here, but, you know, putting a pair of sort of leather trainers or whatever on in the summer and, and, and putting those little socks on that cover your feet. But to, to do that in winter, it's just, I just uh. find it incredible that, that, How how does somebody think that that's okay? And it's fine, you know, if that's your choice again. But I just think it looks ridiculous. I think it looks ridiculous in the profile of what somebody's wearing.
0: And also narrow trousers, sockless, and uh, short trousers is very much the young man's game. Yeah. Sort of flashy uh, estate agent uh, off to the wine bar type thing. No prejudice at all here, of course. We're just seeing it like it is.
1: And I think... Definitely. Like, yeah, I mean, like short trousers. There's short trousers and there's short trousers. And I think I like sort of... I I don't like trousers that are overly long. um, And I think that looks ridiculous. But, you know, if you're going to get them tailored, get them tailored so they sit correctly... um, and you know they look okay on on your leg width or length, um, and and they fit. They don't. You don't then decide to um, put them. You know, two inches above your ankle. Um, is it? You know, is it like an ankle bearing contest? Is there something that you know? Is it an, an attracting thing? Do people try and attract people with bare ankle? You know, I don't know.
0: maybe women do uh, find bare ankles um, stimulant. Mm. I didn't get it myself, but... No, uh,
1: no, I'm just wondering if that is maybe... Sad. I don't know, but um, certainly that would that would be, um, for me, something that just sprang to mind immediately, that um, these, like, loafery kind of things. But, yeah, skinny trousers is something that I think I can move on to. So from your point of view, would you agree with me on this, or...? Yeah,
0: I, I generally don't like loafers at all in any way or manner, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite, kind of sad, really, since the original loafers were Norwegian, so oh. I should be really proud of them, but mm-hmm. I I just don't get them. Um, so um, mm-hmm. we'll leave it at that, I think. Yeah. Um, just some, some, something that came to mind for me is I wear a lot of waistcoats. Right. I like waistcoats. Right. But I always have to be careful – when buttoning them, because you always run into the button police, ah. where someone will go, "Oh, you've forgot to button the lowest button," or "You've, oh, you've buttoned the lowest button." And I think,
1: mm-hmm. oh.
0: but to me, I button them all up because that looks best. Mm-hmm. You're not flashing any shirt, mm-hmm. and it keeps you warm, <laughs> and that's good enough. Uh, just because some guy who was riding a horse uh, a few hundred years ago decided yeah. that it was better to sit on a horse with the bottom button undone yeah. doesn't
1: mean anything today. Exactly. and uh, There are some waistcoats, of, uh, I'm not a waistcoat wearer, but there are some waistcoats that, that it looks as if the bottom button would never fasten, so it's almost been designed that it wouldn't fasten. Am I right? Um you can, yeah, you do have
0: a few where the button and the hole are too far apart to actually yeah, get it together, so yeah, it's. Uh,
1: an affectation. to make the decision for you, and um, but you would you you tend to wear waistcoats that are like just kind of like straight along the bottom though, don't you? The the sort of more um, casual style waistcoat, you know, that kind of almost like a, a vest style waistcoat, which suppose the buttons would, would fit. But yeah, I mean, I know what you mean about the button police. I mean it, it it's um you know it, it goes with suiting suiting as well. And I could I sort of get it where um perhaps if it's three button, if you if you fasten the bottom button, it tends not to sit right, you know, or a two button it tends not to sit right if you if you fasten the bottom button. Um but if somebody wants to fasten it, let them fasten it. You know, it's not like you know it's not the end of the world um but it seems that jackets and, and and uh blazers and stuff seem to be cut that you don't fasten the bottom button so it, it sits better without fastening the bottom right. button you know but it's um it's the fact that the acres of print dedicated to um dedicated to it is just a find... uh Quite, quite incredible. I know you've probably got more experience of dealing with um, these sort of forums and things than than I do. I tend to tend to avoid them.
0: Well, uh, but certainly I uh, I tend to avoid them as well. <laughs> um, I I find the whole concept of rules to be rather not tiring, but off-putting. I suppose. <laughs> um, just having to to read a uh, lot of rules that seem can seem quite random. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring a, a few of my books in today, but uh, I forgot about that. Um, I mean, you've got things like sock colours and what type of socks you should wear with which shoes and which trousers. Yeah. And it's there's one thing about things that go well together, but you yeah. don't need to make a rule of it.
1: Yeah. And I think, I suppose, if, if, you, if you're so rigid that you're sticking to these rules, then it's shown at a real sort of lack of individuality as well, isn't it? You know, it's, it's shown a kind of lack of um, uh, you putting your own stamp and your own personality, perhaps, on what you're wearing. If you'd say, well, I have to wear these socks because I've read somewhere. Who, who wrote it? Oh, well, I don't know. I just read it somewhere. that All right, okay. So, you know, you're going to dictate your life by um, what somebody's, um, you know, uh, said written down at some point in some life, but you don't know who it is. Um, but, you know, okay, I have to wear this, this thickness of colour of sock with this trouser, you know. Um, and, and Inevitably, the, the, the pictures that I see where, where the things like that look better is when people have put their own spin on it and put their own personality into it, you know. That's the way I see it.
0: Right. <laughs> um okay what, what's your next point of uh, um, well point of calling?
1: sort of moving on from from what we were discussing there around skinny trousers it's not so much just skinny trousers because they seem to have been around and they're fairly prevalent everywhere it's it's skinny suits so taking the concept of a suit and skinnying it you know so you've got okay you've got trousers that are like you could spray on you know um my my 14-year-old son wears trousers, jeans that are, that are, like, fairly spray on, but he's got 14-year-old boy legs, you know, he's very thin. But it's when you see a suit jacket, then, that is, like, showing your bottom, you know, so it's, like, far too short, and then, like, the arms are, like, really skinny, um, and there's no shoulder there, and it'll be – you can just look at it and just know it's, like, polyester, you know, it's, like, the cheapest of material – And even at the high end, they're making suits that are that kind of style. So it's not so much just the skinny trousers. It's taking the concept of a a suit and giving it what I would call the Norman Wisdom effect. So if you remember old Norman Wisdom films, he used to wear a suit that was far too small for him. You might (laughs) not have And it was always too short, and he'd be up to some sort of jeep, and he'd fall over something or fall off a ladder or something. And the thing you remembered about Norman Wisdom is his suit was too small. But now you just see people out in the street or at, at, uh, at weddings in the summer wearing suits that are, like, far too small. And it just seems to be the trend. And it's, it's not just skinny. It just looks silly. It just looks too small, you know. Um, and then you get gentlemen like myself that are not thin, and they try and wear them too. And I'll just go for a bigger size. So then you've got a bigger size skinny suit. It just doesn't suit them at all. Because you've still got to fit a shirt and a belly into it, you know. So the belly's still got to get in there. So if they go in and say, right, oh, I'll buy a, 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 you know, a 40 short jacket or whatever, it's still not going to get your get your gut in there as well, you know. Um, it's got to go somewhere. And a suit's supposed to flatter. A suit is supposed to, to fit you and, and flatter you and make you look good. And they just don't and they generally come in some sort of really odd pastel colors as well you know so you'll see like the sort of weird pale red uh or like blue that's like been left out in the sun you know like really really washed out blue and um uh, there's a kind of palish gray color that where well, you really notice the kind of fact that it's polyester not oil that for me and i've yet to see somebody that i've yet to see somebody that suits it Um, what about do you you get that in Norway it's just something that
0: it's been so long since I've seen anyone now that I'm not quite sure but I think (laughs) what you're talking about is basically um, the sort of young man's fashion game
1: it's a young man's game yeah you're right you're absolutely right yeah Um, but what I'm saying is you'll, you'll get others wearing it so people that I'm maybe so young wearing it. And it doesn't look good on young people either, personally, I don't think. I think it'd be better buying a slim fit suit, not a skinny fit suit, a slim fit suit. That, um, you know, if, if they're going to buy a suit, buy one that suits you. That's the name of the game, you know. Um, and a skinny suit just tends not to suit anyone, in my mind.
0: That sort of plays into the whole uh, concept we've been talking about before, of buying something that is a bit more timeless, a bit out of fashion, so you can use it for a longer period of time, which would then justify buying something a bit nicer than your typical polyester suit. Yeah. I mean, which you might just buy for a wedding this summer. You so,
1: you, could, yeah, you can buy, cool. You know, at a high street store, you could buy a 100% wool suit um two-piece suit and a decent cup for under 200 pounds okay so we're not talking about like silly money um and again if they're going to buy it you buy it once you know so you use it for interviews for weddings for funerals i only have one suit now i used to have lots of suits when i had to wear a suit for work i have one suit and it, it gets dragged out at weddings and funerals and that's it and it does me and i know that it fits because i had it tailored to fit but you know it wasn't necessarily a particularly expensive one um but it fits okay you know it fits the arms fit the, the length of the trousers fit the waist fits it's not like a pair of tights the trousers don't look like a black pair of blue pair of tights you know they're not that skinny they're just regular straight leg trousers and that i think that kind of profile of a suit's pretty much here to stay um like a slimmer fit rather than a baggy fit, unless you're doing like 40s or 50s costume. Um, I think that kind of style of suit is here to stay. But the skinny suit, I don't think it will be. Mm.
0: A a pro tip, if you want to buy a multi-purpose suit, uh, don't buy the hot pink one. No, prefer it. It doesn't work well for weddings or funerals. It works well for weddings, parties, not funerals.
1: No. No, I mean, even if you matched it with a black tie, it's still going to be, you know, slightly offensive to to perhaps some of the people that are that are attending. You know, um, you might just get a few whispers over the buffet table, um, about it. You know, the, the suitability of it, um, to say the least. Yeah,
0: you could flash some ankle to sort of divert the attention. Oh.
1: But what color of socks would you wear at a funeral?
0: I'd I'd go sockless, really. Would you?
1: Would you? Well, Even oh a black, or oh black. <laughs> so so <laughs> a, a funeral in December in Norway. You're gonna go sockless.
0: I'd be wearing thick wool socks then. Yeah, definitely. I think so. So moving on from skinny suits. Mm. Um I think something that really bugs me is stuff that is overly branded. I'm not going to sort of say that things shouldn't be branded because there's subtle branding and there's there's clothes where the branding is the product. Yeah, uh, I see a lot of uh, a lot of the kids now wearing uh, stuff that it's it's clear that they're wearing it because it's massively branded and a signal to all the other kids that they are well flash. Uh, but it really bugs me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I I know what you mean, and I think, as you say, when 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 branding is 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 consistent and subtle, and I'm going to say, the original Fred Perry, um, uh, Lacoste, where it's expected that it will have a logo, you know, so you, you wouldn't buy a Lacoste cardigan or or a t-shirt without the logo because it's it's it, but it's consistent across the board. What it seems to be now, it's it's almost taking the piss out of it, where it's like big um, fashion houses are sticking logos and branding right across um, Supreme or um, so on.
0: Balenciaga. Yeah. Uh, Montclair. Oh, it's, just, it's just too many, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see yeah. Burberry doing it.
1: Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, you know, I think – like, I remember a few years ago, I had a Montclair um, sort of puffer down jacket that I was trying to sell on eBay, and it was an older one, so it didn't have any exterior branding. Um, and it was a real one because it had the, you know, everything inside matched up, and it was it was definitely a real one. But because it didn't have the little logo on the arm, I really, really struggled to sell it. And I guarantee, if it, if it had the logo on the arm, it would have flown out the, it, it, twice the money. And we got twice the money for it. Um, The quality was as good, you know. It was an older one, it was, but it was still an excellent jacket. And it kind of just—that was kind of what, just what you were saying. It just kind of hit home that wait a minute, people are bothered about where the branding sits, you know. And you know, it's on jeans now as well. Um, People's jeans are like overly branded, so it's like in the back pockets or there's some sort of logo. on it, you know, and yeah, it's, it's. I don't know. I don't know whether it's just, a, is, is it a trend or is it, I know with sportswear, certainly, if you go to a sportswear shop, it's just everywhere. You know, it's like, whether it's Adidas or Nike or that's how they sell their kit. They, they sell it by having a name across the front of it. I
0: think it's part of the whole luxury thing that has arrived now and the kids are into it because of the resale market. I was just reading yesterday about the latest uh, Nike Dunks in collaboration with Ben and & Jerry's. And if you were lucky enough to manage to buy a pair, mm. they could. They were about 120 quid, I think, uh, retail. Uh, they're now going uh, online for 20 times the price.
1: Wow. So the ice cream people, Ben & Jerry's, the ice cream people, and it's a collaboration yep. with them.
0: Yep. So it looks like... Uh, a sort of uh, mashup of various ice creams.
1: They're not actually that
0: bad-looking. Yeah. They're kind of cool. <laughs> but you
1: uh, so remember they did, they, they did the Harris Tweed? I don't
0: think I'd wear them. They did do the Harris Tweed uh, collaboration, um, well, it must be 20 years ago now, yes. uh, when they basically saved Harris Tweed by ordering more tweed than could be woven by yeah. 200 people in a year or something like that.
1: And they look that they again they they actually looked okay, but I, I don't know how practical they'd be, you know, having their uh, sort of tweedy shoes. But um, yeah, I mean, you can sort of see. But I, I mean, that's more of a collector's thing, isn't it? When it's when it's um, when well, it's like that, you know. But yeah, just you know, if it if it's just a, a plain sweatshirt, and you could buy a, a sort of decent one for say twenty pounds, but then you buying one that's that's got Nike on it or. Adidas on it, so you, you you're giving them free advertising, and you're paying for the privilege. You know, um, that's that's my opinion on it. And I, I know I'm railing against it here, but um, it, it's so prevalent now. You're not going to get that back in its box, are you? Really? It's it's out there.
0: I can't see it reverting to uh, to the kids not really caring much, but uh, at least uh, the kids under the age where they haven't decided to join a tribe but i think earlier and earlier now they are joining the the tribes because they see so much online mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, we may uh, we may uh, be judgmental and and haters uh, of their individual branded style but uh, we're not going to be able to do anything about it
1: no absolutely They'd probably
0: think we're old farts anyway so <laughs>
1: yeah like they'll care you know What's the what's the, the yeah. term now? Uh, okay, boomer. You say I okay, boomer. Yeah,
0: that's you
1: know, right. Yeah. tends to be the tends to be the term now. But you know, you can get. I mean, I'm not, but I think the thing with that is with the branding. Certainly, over here, it isn't just the, the kids that are wearing it though. You, you'll get you'll get people our age wearing branded sportswear. You know, so they'll be out wearing. Again I keep saying this, but Adidas tracksuit bottoms or Adidas sweatshirts or uh, you know, branded sort of coach jackets and stuff that uh, well, and we
0: can, be, do, do we do we dare mention the Dudwells in their Stone Island kit? Well yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, this is the other past, thing. Yeah.
1: And, and like it's it's a it's a kind of subculture of terrace wear that um, you know, there's a one-upmanship on, on branding there, isn't there? Um, with, mm. with kind of Stone Island being at the, the the very principle. Now, and I've said to you before, I would like a Stone Island jacket. I can't afford a Stone Island jacket at the moment, but I would like one at some point just to, to have one. But I would wear it with a tweed jacket underneath or something. But anyway, but uh, yeah, it's, it's... Stone Roses fans from the, the late 80s or Happy Monday fans who just kind of haven't moved on with it, that's, that's the way I see it. And you know, we're probably going to get a lot of hate mail here, but, you know, they've, they've kind of got up to sort of 1989 and uh, they're still wearing the bucket hats 30 years on, you know, in the summer. Or, uh, and, and I think probably they would, if they could get away with flares, they would as well, you know. Uh, yeah, sorry. Well,
0: I, apart from the flares, I don't sort of mind it. I'd, I'd actually like a, one of the CP company, Goggle Jackets. Uh, I'd like a nice one. Mm-hmm. They did something in tweed, which would have been banging on for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I've still not seen one I really wanted enough.
1: Really like yeah.
0: Anyhow, moving on. Okay. What's on your list?
1: Um, this might be like slightly controversial. Double cuffs on a shirt. Now mm, yeah bit fancy pants. Yeah. So I probably went through most of my twenties buying double cuff shirts, buying fancy cufflinks, um wasting ten minutes every morning trying to fit them and, and go on um not been able to afford sort of um uh, handmade shirts, so having to buy them, having short arms, so having the the, the cuffs pulled down underneath my, my my jacket sleeve, you know, so they would be too long, uh, they would be too wide, they would get stuck, and I and I persevered, and then I think there was just one time I just thought this is ridiculous, like why am I buying shirts that need a cuff link? if we've invented buttons, you know, you know, we're we're not sitting in the 19th century. We can, we know how to button a shirt sleeve. I'm just going to go buy shirts that have a button sleeve, just a regular, what's called a barrel cuff. Um, And I'm going to just forget about these doubles and any double ones I'll have, I'll be rolling the sleeves up, which is what I've done. Um, And I just, to me, slightly like a bit, Dandyish that it's kind of sweeping into that a little bit and i just like i think they could look smart but i think personally i just a, a regular button cuff for me just looks as smart as the, the only thing it doesn't allow you to do is to wear a cuff link but i think we can live without that you know you can live without cufflinks and, and wearing something and uh I know this kind of goes back to sort of suiting and stuff again and um, which seems to be where a lot of the rules and stuff are but I just you know I think given the choice of cuffs I would always now go for a single cuff because I think I think they're daft and I think that there's material there that you don't need where you have to fold it over and uh, you know they're, they're made to a standard size generally some of them will have two buttons so you can have them a little bit further up the uh, sort of two-button sorry, so you can have them a little bit further up the sleeve. Um, But they're still maybe a bit too wide for some wrists, you know, so you, you can't adjust it that way. And I, I just think they're a bit pointless, Um and I think that I would always tend to avoid them. Hmm.
0: I'm not sure I totally agree. I, ah, do, good, have, right? okay. I do, do have the occasional odd shirt that, can be worn with cufflinks and I mean not for everyday use but now and again I quite enjoy wearing some cufflinks I don't have a huge amount of them and I don't have any sort of special or especially valuable ones or anything but I I have some old Ben Sherman ones with the with the World War II roundel on them Mm -hmm. which I think are quite smart Um, but yeah I mean they are ultimately pretty pointless like cravats really Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. what are they about?
1: (laughs) Was it not something to do with when you weren't wearing a tie, an open neck shirt was seen as too casual. So you had to kind of fill that area with something. Um, And yeah, again, it's one of those things that I feel as if we just, as society we've moved on, you know, we've kind of moved on from that. Why are we, Trying to recreate some cocktail party in 1936, you know. Yeah, we're not there. We're here, so um, you know we're dealing with a global pandemic. So we don't have we don't have room for cravats. I'm afraid. Um, well,
0: I'm afraid if you're going to play the pandemic card, our whole conversation here is pretty futile.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're less futile than a cravat. Yeah, um, no, no, I have to, I have to say, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm with you on that one. I just I don't think I would ever, you know, I quite like a scarf, you know, I'm very fond of a scarf. Um, but a cravat, okay, you know, if you've got an open neck shirt, you've got an open neck shirt, it's still sharp, it's still smarter than a t shirt, you know. Mm. Um, you wouldn't necessarily normally tuck one into a t shirt, so no.
0: I mean, it's it's almost like a cravat, but I actually quite appreciate a neckerchief. Yes. I think that's the word, isn't it? A bit,
1: but they're a bit more casual, just, aren't they? They're a bit more. It's just uh,
0: a little less affected, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe more from a workwear tradition rather than a, uh, a sort of formal sort of dandy yeah, um,
0: type. For a workwear, though, it should, strictly speaking, be a, an oily rag.
1: Mm. To, to white ones, really brown.
0: full of full of tr- transmission oil. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, uh, but I just like I, I don't even know where you would buy a cravat. You know, they're, they're not really coming into my uh, my world view at all. It's not something that I like. I kind of think about. Um, you know, it, sometimes that I perhaps be looking at a, looking for scarves online or whatever on eBay, and I'll see one that I think's a nice pattern, and then it, it'll say, "Oh, it's a cravat." You know, so it'll be a slightly different side. Of, oh gosh, you know, nice pattern, but I'm not doing that with it. You know, I'm not tying it around no. my neck like. That.
0: It's, it's, it's odd you should ponder that question because just last weekend I saw I think four or five of them at the local charity shop, which was quite strange. Oh. So it's obviously a deluge of cravats at the moment. You're tempted. I wasn't really at all. I have to admit that when I'm shopping in charity shops, I do tend to look at the labels to see what brand has made it, yeah. what it might be made of. And if it's unbranded yeah. and doesn't say what it's made of, it's probably some nasty polyester yeah. and I don't want to bring it home.
1: Because it's something so, really, it's quite hard to determine between sort of silk and Polyester, sometimes, if it's not labelled up, isn't it? Um,
0: yeah, it could be sort of cheap, nasty silk. Um, so, I mean, if it was a tootle or whatever, then um, I'd uh, probably buy it. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, 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 I don't, I'm on, I'm on don't need to bring more stuff home. No.
1: <laughs> That's it. Obviously, charity shops are still closed here anyway, so um, we don't really have that option at the moment, certainly. Um, so,
0: Mm. Yeah, I think ours opened two weeks ago, so um, they've probably been stocking up all the good stuff. Well, that's what I'd like to think, but they probably just shipped it off mm. abroad.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possibly, possibly. So, right. do we have anything more on the list? Sorry,
0: do we have anything more on the list?
1: Yeah, I've got lots, but I we haven't got all of them. <laughs> but um, I'm going to say hats. Okay, I've got quite strong feelings about hats. Um, I just find them a bit of an affectation. I don't, I think they've had their day. I think there was a time where, you know, sort of up until the Second World War, where it was your hat would determine your social standing. I think people just wore them as a matter of course, working class, middle class, upper class, you know. Your hat defined you, which was wrong in a way. Um, but I think. Just now, there's very rare occasions where you would need to wear a hat unless you it was a boiling hot day and you were bald. Um, but I think on one level, you've got like skip caps, you know, skip cap, so you need to think about what they're trying to say with a skip cap, you know. So, you, do you do you drive a tractor? Right. So, do you, are you, do you live in Iowa and drive a tractor? No. Good chance it's a no. Okay. So, there's yeah. one thing ticked off. Um, are you Donald Trump's love child? Yeah. You know, <laughs> say make America get again. So, you could probably tick that one off as well. So, that gets rid of skip caps for me. So, I can see no other reason to wear a skip cap apart from a Republican rally or if you're a farmer. Um, and uk farmers i would even like maybe have a word with them about it because there's other hat options there for them so that dismisses for me skip caps bucket caps again you know fishing style ones stone roses split up what 25 years ago there's no need let's just move on you know they, they don't flatter let's just say they don't flatter um and then you've got the category of like Trilby's, homburgs, boaters—I'll go as far as boaters—which um, are all fine for a costume drama. They're all fine for dressing up, you know. Goodwood, etc., etc. Every day, you know, you're not in a Terence Rattigan oh, play. Yes. You know, you're not—you're oh, not in a sort of post—a um, post-war sort of farce with Brian Rick's. Oh, you know not a play called oops where's my trousers it's not you're not you're not doing that so don't wear them because you just you know is it is there a rule so are you going somewhere where you feel that to fit in you would have to wear a, a sort of boater or you would have to wear a, a panama hat you know and again like i can understand a panama would um uh, it was a hot day and you're in your garden or whatever, or, or, or you know, you're sitting on the beach, maybe it might be necessary, you know, if you're a bit thinner, thinning on top. But apart from that, you know, you're not trying to recreate some past glory. So just, no, no, I just,
0: well, I have to say short, I'm in uh, strong, middling to strong disagreement with you here.
1: Good. Good. Um,
0: and, and I'd like to say that um, for me, hats come into, categories you've got the practical ones you've got the stylish ones yeah um a cap is very practical um hot summer day um sun beating down keeps the sun out of your eyes good when driving good when sitting outside reading um it's just handy and of course in these times of um dodgy haircuts it's also a good cover-up but caps have their their part um I mean, there's various styles and stuff, but you have these sort of varsity cap type things or just simple ones, really, preferably without a huge logo on the front and definitely not with some Trump logo, but they they have their place. And I have to admit, when it comes to the style side, I am intrigued. I have huge problems actually wearing her hat. I always feel totally conspicuous, um, which is probably... You'd say because I look ridiculous. <laughs> but that is the sort of worry. It's like walking around uh, these dreams where you walk around without your trousers on or something. You yeah. think everyone's looking at you. But really, no one really is. But I have a uh, lovely indigo colored straw hat, uh-huh. which I wear to town. It's excellent, it keeps the sun off, but it's nice and airy. And I like to think it gives me this uh, suave, debonair look. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Could You'd say pillock, but uh, I say suave. You, you might
1: say that. I couldn't possibly comment. That's
0: a- no, you couldn't and shouldn't. Um, I have to admit, I have uh, looked at other hats as well, sort of right. more traditional ones. Right. I think I think a bowler hat could be integrated in a sort of uh, hybrid outfit and work um, and other ones. Uh I mean, what bugs me about hats are these sort of woolly beanies that people wear all year round, even whilst making coffee inside.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. those I don't get
0: because they're just they're just useless. They have yeah. no purpose.
1: No, no. Uh, I, but I think
0: yeah. I think sort of proper hats can have their place,
1: mm-hmm. definitely. Well, I, I would imagine, like if say you went to to cut your own hair and made a mess of it, then there's a place for a hat. You can put a hat on and cover it. <laughs> Um, if you had put an apple on your head and somebody shot you with an arrow and it went through part of the head, you know you could. You're, th- you're
0: thinking of a helmet, but uh,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. wait, there's a hat that's got a use. A helmet. Um, no, I mean, I I always have a woolly beanie stored away somewhere that if the weather's particularly inclement, then um, I could put it in my pocket, um, but. No, I, I just, it doesn't matter how cold it is. I'm never like in a position that I feel as a, but hey, nobody's all this, we're not all the same, are we? So um, that's a good thing, you know? Um, but no, it, it just, I just don't wear hats. And it, it may be now that I think about it, when I was about 18, 19, and um, my my friend Kenny and I it, it got the the train through to Glasgow when we li- we lived in Dundee and we got the train through to Glasgow to flip a second hand famous second hand retailer at the time and we both bought hats and they were a bit like um sort of spanish style kind of round um if you remember a band called um Bros and a band called Ooh. um <laughs> Curiosity killed the cat and the guy had they, they had these sort of round it's um, sort a of fairly formal cap. I don't know what the hats were are called. And we both bought these hats at no no small expense, and um, we were going back on the train. And somebody passed us on the train and went, "Oh look, there's Bros." And, and that was, <laughs> I, never, I never wore mine again. And Kenny <laughs> did wear his for for a short while. Um, but I think that's maybe where my sort of hat um, dislikes come from.
0: Mm, that yeah.
1: might, might be some stemming from there somehow.
0: I, I have to admit that uh, mostly I wear hats in the winter mm-hmm. to keep my head warm because I have to. Uh, but there is one hat I do wear a lot, which you probably wouldn't have thought of yet. I mean, you you make the Stone Stone Roses joke about bucket hats, but yeah. I have a, a an oilskin bucket hat. Right. Which is really nice
1: when it's raining. Uh-huh. So when it's raining do you to just stay indoors.
0: Well you've got the dogs you know that need to go out.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah well yeah I know that yeah yeah I've got to um okay right okay well I think we just need to just to agree to disagree on that one I would imagine.
0: Yeah I'm sure all the listeners who write in will say that you're definitely wrong. They but, may. Um,
1: well we'll <laughs> get to that next time. When that mailbag hits um you'd be sure to let me know. Um, And we can can conduct a poll um, on on hats. You know, it's also also a Blue Nile album called Hats, which I quite like. Uh, There you go; that's your entry point. Yeah, there you go. Um,
0: Let's see. I am trying to think of uh, something uh, something I don't like. Mm -hmm. Um, I was sort of thinking along the lines of vintage, right? Is everything vintage really okay? I mean, you have vintage that isn't okay from environmental reasons, that it's made of uh, nasty plastic fibers and so forth, which was uh, a topic in uh, a podcast a few episodes back when I had um, Professor Ingen Klepp from Oslo as a guest. That was interesting. Um, so you have um, bad fabrics, uh, should be worn, but you have also styles that it's not... I mean, vintage sort of transcends fashion is what you'd like to think, but really it's just fashion that isn't currently fashion because if it was currently fashion, it wouldn't be really vintage because, yeah. Yeah. like now, people are buying new flares instead mm-hmm. of buying old flares.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I, um, I I, know what you mean. Um, you know, a lot of people I see um, on social media and that who sort of quite slavishly follow um a particular era of fashion mm. and to excuse the pun absolutely hats off to them because they, they they're quite dedicated with it so they, they they dedicate themselves to um a sort of 1940s look and 1950s look and they, they put a lot of effort into tracking down these items and you know Um, studying it and you can tell they've studied it because they'll they'll get everything right and they'll get the detail right and it's and it's amazing to see but it's not for me you know um but i absolutely admire these people but yeah it's for me like obviously i buy a lot of a lot of second hand and for me vintage clothing is about taking maybe one or two items that um are well made uh, well put together um items from the past that you can then add to whatever you have at that particular time. So whether it's jackets, jumpers, um, you know, if I buy a secondhand jumper, I don't think of it as a vintage jumper. It's just a secondhand jumper, do you know? Uh, and I think the terms kind it's of a sort of marketing side of things, isn't it? So uh... I think what, what used to just be secondhand um, is now vintage. And I, and I think, not everything is so yeah i think it's there's people that do vintage and do extremely well um and as i say you, you kind of admire matter what they do but um buying second hand isn't necessarily always about that it's for me it's just about you know sustainability to start with but it's also about um been able to buy very well-made pieces of clothing that would have been perhaps a bit more expensive than I could have afforded, Um that I can then update.
0: I heard somewhere recently that if we, uh, if we'd stopped making clothes now, we'd have still decades worth of clothes to wear without making anything new. If we just used up what we had, mm-hmm. which yeah. sounds like a very dubious uh, fake news uh, statement to make, but um yeah even even if we had 10 20 years worth which is plausible yeah. it does make you think
1: and i think uh, that was evident when the the lockdown was lifted in um the uk just in in england last week i think it was and the news reports were showing um queues outside clothing retailers now there was an element of snobbery there where you know there was queues outside all shops um, that are, that were normally popular but they, they showed the queues outside primark and say oh look at these people you know queuing to to, to buy clothing and uh, there was an element of sobriety there because if you went to john lewis you know the kind of middle class shop there was still a queue there you know um but they didn't show that anyway as i said but you did you did make you kind of think wait a minute we've the shops have been shut for what 10 weeks 11 weeks you know, what would you desperately need that you couldn't have bought um or, or made do with? Children's clothes, yeah, I can I can get that. There might be an odd children's item that um that they'll outgrow um and stuff, but on the whole, you know, would you have needed to have queued up that morning? Um, because the clothes the, the shops are shut. You know? Yeah.
0: It's food for thought. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely anything more on your list, Sean? There is, but I know I'm conscious of the fact that we've talked for uh, (laughs) quite a while on this. Um, so I'm not going to mention um pointy shoes
0: or squared off toes
1: Uh, or squared off. I'd like to think you don't really see that as much these days, though. But um, again, sometimes when you're looking secondhand and you, you you think, oh, they're nice shoes, and then you oh, geez, when you see the toes, you know. Uh, I'd
0: say about fifty percent of men I see on my commute still wear squared off.
1: Really? Those, yeah. Does it help you stand closer to things? Is that what it's for? So you can actually, you know, so if you're standing next to a bar, you can stand that a little bit closer because you've got straight.
0: I think it's just the fact that they have one pair of decent shoes and they're going to wear them until they fall apart.
1: Come by another pair like that. Um, and the other thing, but that, I, I think that's that could be a separate discussion. Shoes, couldn't it? Probably could. I think um, you know it's kind of what's what's right and what's wrong, and and I'm not talking about rules. It's just what what kind of looks right and what, what doesn't look right on shoes. Um, the last one I was going to was going to talk about, but well, not. I'm just going to throw it out there is as um, athleisure. What's called athleisure?
0: Ooh, ooh that's an hour's worth of uh, judgmental uh, trash talk there. I think,
1: like. All I can see with Athletic, I can't pronounce it, is like you wear tracksuit bottoms, but they're a bit slimmer, and they match your trainers. That's mm. that's that's what I can see is the difference between that and dressing like you've come out of Sports Direct, you know. So it's like you wear black trainers and black trackies, um, or green trackies and green trainers. That's that to be. I might be wrong, but that's what looks like athleisure. And it just seems to be an excuse for wearing sportswear. So you're wearing sportswear, but you think you're being a bit smart, but you're not.
0: Yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, means it's about time to round it off. Um, I hope you enjoyed our (laughs) idle chat about things we uh, don't really like much. Maybe we should do one next time about things we actually do
1: like. Oh, I don't like very much. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That would be a good um, that that would be a, a good counterbalance. A bit interesting to see what people own dislikes are. You know, whether I'm mm. we're being irrational, or a you know, are we on the zeitgeist there, or who knows?
0: Yeah, or just totally Victor Meldrew. There
1: is that? There is that? Okay, sure Okay. okay sure.
0: Thanks a lot and uh, bye for now.
1: Take care. Bye-bye.
0: That's all for this episode of Cosmology. If you enjoyed this, please do subscribe and I would really appreciate a good rating. Thanks for listening in and see you next time.